0: motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week?
1: Thanks, Doug. Well, I hope everyone managed to have everything stay anchored down as much as possible after this week's windy weather. One thing about the wind, it helped make ice rapidly disappear and open up lakes across the state. There might be lingering ice on some of the larger water bodies where it's piled up along the shore, but it definitely got things moving. In general, look for more activity now that there is that open water, especially from shore for northern pike, and that includes Devil's Lake, Jamestown Reservoir, Lake Sakakawea, and really any pike lake of any size. Keep trying the bridges around Devil's Lake as well for walleye. Also, look for fishing piers and docks to be in place soon, although some are already in place on Missouri River around the Bismarck-Mandan area. And speaking of Bismarck Mandan, anglers were finding walleye success yet on the river around Hazleton, Eckroth Bottoms area, as well as from shore. The best success is in the morning and evening using shallow running crankbaits or minnows. Snow geese made a rapid advance last weekend with birds observed around the Canadian border in north-central North Dakota, the Devil's Lake area, east-central parts of the state, and central North Dakota. Some stayed and fed while many kept flying high and north. Hunters need to scout and be able to move quickly in order to follow them, although some birds might decide to stay and linger in harvested cornfields. Plus, there will be some late arrivals to stretch hunting opportunities out a little bit. Speaking of hunting, spring turkey season gets underway April 10th, so North Dakota resident turkey hunters, don't forget to get your new 2021 hunting license. You are not going to get that turkey tag until you do. Next week, look for some reports about open water fishing, and I'm betting it will include boat activity as well. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale
0: and she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer and Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then, and not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri.
2: And on this segment, we're going to chat with a good buddy of ours, Mr. Jordan Marsh uh jordan is a guy who lives out in wisconsin
3: unfortunately we don't get to hang out nearly as much as we'd like to do we jordan no we definitely would like to get together a lot more to to hunt and fish but time only allows so much
2: so jordan is an extremely avid outdoorsman he has a company called marsh outdoors he does a lot of work in the hunting industry and in the fishing industry and uh but he is a very avid goose hunter and an extremely avid turkey hunter He's probably one of the best turkey hunters I know, and we wanted to get him on because it's that time of year where uh, if you're going to be going turkey hunting this year, you better start thinking about it because it's coming up quick. Jordan, if guys are thinking of turkey hunting, whether they've never done it before or if they're an avid turkey hunter, I got to believe that preparation for the season is going to lead to a successful season.
3: Absolutely. You know, it all starts with, with planning a hunt, really. And that that entails a lot of different details. The first thing that I tell everybody to do, go scouting. Spend some time in the truck, spend some time with the binoculars, and uh, make sure you, you figure out the areas where the turkeys are at. You know, historically, there's a lot of areas where there's birds that hold in different areas that you're at. But getting out, putting some miles on the vehicles, and just figuring out where those birds are is the number one thing that you have to go out and do.
2: Hey, Jordan, when is it too early to do that? I mean, you know, the season in Minnesota is a month away. Is it too early for that? Are those birds, If they find birds now,
3: find out where they're hanging out, are they still going to be there a month from now? It is going to change a little bit. You know, we have an early spring going on right now, so we've lost a lot of snow. Those winter flocks, and we're supposed to have this nice weather coming up, those winter flocks are going to be breaking up very soon. So it's not too early to get out there. Uh, Where you see birds now, they're going to branch off, but they're also going to be in a very close proximity of that area.
4: So, Jordan, if you're looking and you're you're scouting between now and whenever your season opens, wherever you might be listening to the show from, what are we looking for? Are we looking for birds? We actually want to put our eyes on birds and note where they're at and where they're hanging out. Or are there any other signs that might indicate this is a place we should look into further?
3: Yeah, you know, <clears throat> that depends a little bit on the time of the year, too. Um, earlier on, those birds are going to spend a lot of time out strutting in the fields. Uh, that's a great, the, the best thing you can do is actually see live birds. As you get later into the year, those birds start to hang out into the woods a little bit more. And the reason being is don't be out in the fields early in the morning, late at night. But once that sun starts warming up and those days get warmer, those birds like to stay in the woods a little bit more just because it stays a little cool for them. They get the shade trees and things like that so that it stays colder. But right now, get out there, try and find those live birds. But another good thing to look at is if you've got areas that have a lot of dairy farms um, early on like this, Those birds will go out and they'll they'll find where those cows are at and they'll pick through there. They'll find the the corn kernels that are left. And um, you definitely always want to find woods, you know, have some type of wooded terrain around you. That's where those birds are roosting. And they're going to stick around those areas throughout the day.
2: So, and I got to believe that there's no time, like literally right now, if if you need to start securing some of that land, if if you're finding some areas, you need to be getting in contact with those landowners now. Because, I mean, if, if you wait. Other people, other hunters are going to be seeing what you're seeing and, and you're going to be second or third in line. And I, I don't think you can do that too early. That is correct.
3: Get out there. Make sure your landowner. Sometimes land changes hands over the course of the year, um, and just make sure that that landowner still owns it. And uh, always make sure you take care of your landowners. Obviously, respect their property. You know, leave it better than when you found it, and uh, return the favor at the end of the year. Case, uh, case of beer, case of uh, you know, bring them some meat sticks. They always like that type of stuff here in Wisconsin. We bring them cheese, and it seems like we can come back every year. They love uh, Wisconsin cheese, so you can't beat that.
4: You know, it's a it's about relationships, isn't it? I mean, it doesn't matter if it's hunting, if it's fishing, if it's if it's your family, if it's your neighbors. It's about treating people right, and and I know that certainly goes a long ways in the hunting world to to have yourself a, a good place and have access to some land. Jordan, what about gear? As we look, we're a mu- again a month out from the season. What do we need to be starting to to prepare our gear for our first hunt here down the road a few weeks?
3: Yeah, typically when you start off in the earlier part of the year, it's a little colder. And the birds, what you want to do when you're scouting is try and get in their travel corridors. They're in a lot of the same places. So what I like to do early on when there's not a lot of foliage on the tree, I'm a blind hunter. I like to sit inside of a blind. It keeps you a little bit warmer, keeps you concealed. Um, so obviously you make sure you're going to have your your guns, your ammo, and your calls but aside from that a nice blind that's comfortable you put some chairs in there that's going to be the the way that i'm going to start off the season as we roll in a little bit later i'm going to do more of the, the run and gun style of hunting going to be wearing a vest just going very low key i i run uh, decoys i like to run the avianx decoys but uh some people like to just run out with calls it really just depends but um you know, the run-and-gun style of hunting starts to take off more as you roll into that May season just because there's a lot of foliage on the trees, and you're able to move around without getting detected.
2: All right, uh, we've got, I don't know, a couple minutes left. Let, let's talk about calls for a minute because calls are probably one of the most important tools that a turkey hunter has. And it can get kind of daunting if you go out there and, or go to your sporting goods store and see what all they have because there's quite a bit available
3: yeah so when it comes to to calls i personally use the zinc calls brand there's a lot of different brands out there they all make great calls it's just the ones that i've uh grown to, to like over the years um and i like to have two different varieties of calls every time i go out there most of the time i'm carrying a pot call with me which you hold in your hand and you rerun a striker a glass is by far my favorite i can get quiet with it but if you need to get loud Uh, to reach out to some of those birds, especially during a windy day, you can reach out to them. As the birds are getting a little closer, I've turned to a mouth call. That way I can be less detected. I'm not moving around at all. And you can do a variety of different ranges with those. You also have your box calls out there. Those get extremely loud as well. That's a great locating call. Um, If you're talking about uh, trying to find birds, if you're out scouting, and we talked about scouting earlier, taking an owl hooter or a a crow call out there to try and locate where your birds are that's a great way to start before the season but also if you're going to hunt for that morning perfect yeah and
2: i i highly recommend that anybody that is going to go out turkey hunting and you get a call maybe watch it. there's all kinds of youtube videos things like that that you know practice with it practice with it a lot You know, and and if you're in an area at your house where there might be turkeys around, just go out in your yard and do it there to see if you can get a reaction from the turkeys, because that is having that conversation with a turkey. And we talked to you about this before, and I think that's literally one of the coolest things of turkey hunting is that you can have a conversation with your prey uh, before you, while you're trying to hunt it and that it's so unusual, and it's
3: and it's really neat and but you gotta get good at it. you gotta do a lot of practice absolutely I, you know some of the best turkey hunters that I know are really good at calling, very smooth. It's a very finesse sport. most people think you just make a couple of calls and the turkeys come running in. But let me tell you, through the course of the year, I travel to a lot of different states and I start hunting you know in late March, and I go through all the way through the end of May, and you travel to a lot of places. Turkeys are smart, and they they act differently in different areas and and calls, and knowing how to call and when to call is very crucial for those.
2: Yeah, and you can get
3: some of that information online.
0: Well, that is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Uh, Make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And then also you can check out their podcast at kfgo.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.